Hey you, yee you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast starring UJ and QDZ. Yo, 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 We are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys. It's your boy UJ. I got my boy QDZ for Sheezy. It's way too easy. A.K.A. Widow's Peak Bandit, a.k.a. Daddy Longlegs, a.k.a. Mr. Still Your Spaghetti. We back. We back. We good. We back better than ever. Thank you guys for joining and, uh, you know, coming back to the show. You know what I'm saying? We might have some new listeners and, uh, you know, please don't be offended by uh, any of the words. We, we, we promise there's more context. Context. That's the word of the day or episode. Which, by we the have way, context for you guys. You know, don't 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 be triggered by some of the ill-advised thoughts or thotties. Anyway, hey, what's up? Thought thoughts or thotties? I, 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 it's dog. Your look, accent. I don't have an accent. Stop trying to make me. You have, have an you have like, an right? African accent. <laughs> what? You have an African accent, brother. Hey, what, you, what? It's an African accent. Chai, ch- ch- this 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 boy. This, Obviously, anyway, I'm being you know sarcastic. I don't even want to get into I'm it. I'm being don't, sarcastic. Don't, don't make me bring out the accent that I don't have. But no, it, we're talking about ill-advised thoughts. You know, the ones at the top of your head, the ones that you think of when you have something burning on your chest that you need to get out. Don't flip that into some nasty uh, crap that you wanted to get at. All right. What you got burning on your chest is flickalickalickum. <laughs> That's not no thought. <laughs> By the way, guys, yeah, I'm, I think I th- go ahead. <laughs> I was, I was gonna, gonna say, say I think, uh, I think messing with ill-advised thoughts, you, you you might be able to. That might cause like some infections to get the flickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalickalick
He did. People don't right. Yeah, he, uh, no, he, he did. The, he did. The the, the 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 they look similar. Facts. All right. Uh, before we get into the show, guys, like I said before, we appreciate y'all for pulling up. You know, what I'm saying if you uh, listening to this on uh, you know, uh, Apple Apple Podcast, Spotify, whatever platform you're listening to this, hit that subscribe button. Stay a while. Um, you know what I mean? We we got some we got some dope topics for y'all as we always do. Before we get into the actual agenda of today, got some announcements for you guys. All right, because we got to leave you guys with something. Join our Patreon subscription service if you want the visuals to this episode, if you want some exclusive content, if you want some behind the scenes, polls, everything that we have to offer from an exclusive standpoint, become a member of the Wise Gang. All right, guys, like you have to be a patron to be able to get that. Otherwise, um, you know, you can just be yeah, somebody yeah, else that's not a patron. You, you feel me? You, you just be free. That's it. You, you just have to settle for that. Also, uh, we have a new, newer Spotify playlist called Zero Skips. All right. If you're listening to, if you like indie music, you like music from underrated artists, underground, from every type of genre, pull up to the Zero Skips playlist on Spotify. I promise you, you will you will ignore that zero, that skip button so fast. It, it, honestly, we got some hits on that joint. Like I'm actually very impressed by the songs we we've we've added. All right, now. Next, we got all we got a new number for you guys. We got a hotline. You know what I'm saying? Hotline bling, hotline bling, or or, or, or uh, uh, you know what's that pretty Ricky song where they were like, "Hit me on the hotline." Now, I want to have no phone sex with y'all, but listen, we got a number. It's five seven one four five nine. 7605. If you want to text us, and I promise you, you're gonna be talking to us, not like a robot, because we ain't got the money for to, to be paying for AI. Hit us up, man. Like that's our direct line. You feel me? Q is gonna answer every potential message, right? Ain't that I'm right? Sh- yeah, I'm gonna show you my ass. I'm gonna show you an ass pick. Yeah, d- all right. You, listen, we don't want lawsuits, my G. Like, that's how you get a lawsuit. <laughs> You want to see stop some? Sending, stop sending. How is how is an ass pick agreed? Hey, you want to see? You want to see an ass? <laughs> They're gonna say, "Hey, can you talk about this on your next show?" No, but I can show you my ass. <laughs> ass, 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 ass. I can ass, show you my ass. Ass, 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 ass. On a, on a lighter note, I was listening to. I watched that Kanye Drink Champs interview, right? And uh, he said, "Man, I told Big Sean, I told him." You can't, your first song can't be ass, man. What the hell wrong with you? He said, like, now with everybody listening to you, all they're going to be thinking about is ass, 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 ass. I'm like, yo, he got a point, man. He got a point. He got a point. Yeah, his rollout was interesting. He got a point, man. But but anyway, uh, last but not least, as a part of these opening announcements, like this video, uh, share it with your people. You feel me? Um, like I said, man, leave us a review. If you leave us a review, we'll shout you out on the on the pod, man. Shout out to Rackstar on Instagram. She left us a dope ass review um, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, she basically said we're we're dope in every possible way. I would read it, but I don't have it up in front of me. But shout out to you. Shout out to you. Now, Q, you got any announcements? Uh, you know, check out Ratings Game Music. Perhaps the best music site on the globe. Uh, we got reviews by Bruno Mars and Anderson Park at Silk Sonic and Evening with Silk Sonic and the review of the baby's new album, 
back on my baby Jesus ish again. So check that out as usual. Hit us up, Twitter, whatever, blah, 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 blah. That's it. That's all you got. I'm done. All right. So uh I think on this episode, one thing, one thing you guys have to know, we're gonna be talking about the Travis Scott Astro World tragedy, you know, unbelievable situation. We'll get into that. We'll we'll give you guys our thoughts. Uh, and then we have a topic that I think came up recently. You know, is hip hop divided? You feel me? Like, is there a problem amongst the black community, the just African diaspora, the people in the community? Do we play tug of war a lot with the actual genre? We're going to give you guys our thoughts on that. Also, our posthumous releases, are they distasteful, guys? You know what I mean? Like, you know, we, we saw a new song from Juice World drop. We've seen Pop Smoke. We've seen DMX. All these people that have been have died in hip-hop, you know, they they, they drop a lot of music when, when they actually pass. We want to know from you guys, and we're really going to get into that combo, is... You know, are those albums distasteful or not? And then last but not least, our Lost Ones segment where we highlight an album from the past. We're going to be talking about 17 by XXX Tentaciones, which came out in uh, 2017. But yeah, man, Q, you got any thoughts on that before we jump into this? Absolutely not. I'm excited. Let's do it. Wait, you don't have any thoughts? I don't have any thoughts. All okay, I mean, cool. I, I have uh, dark chocolate covered almonds, if you want to AKA thoughts. Look, it says thought on the label. Look, it's like not. <laughs> they are. All right, man. They are brown. Hey, 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 calm down. Okay, <laughs> calm down. Now, let's start the show, man. <laughs> First topic, we have uh, Travis Scott and uh, the Astro World tragedy. You know, this this is one of them topics that I think deserves a lot of sensitivity you know what i mean like this is this is a touchy touchy uh subject if you guys don't know um travis scott recently kicked off uh uh his astro world his annual astro world festival uh in houston texas it's a two-day event and um i believe the first day of the event last week uh in was it november 6th whatever the date is uh there was a Man, there was a hell of a riot slash ruckus slash whatever you want to throw in there. People were going crazy. Uh, people were trampling other people. They saying Travis Scott incited the riot. They're saying Travis Scott should be to blame. They're saying people were getting stabbed in the neck. They're saying a lot of things about what's going on. You know what I mean? And I think um, we shouldn't lose sight that people actually did die. Like we're talking about a, a 50,000 um person crowd which is a lot of damn people i'm not showing up to no 50,000 people festival that's just me um they said eight to nine people died and um amongst those were some young kids some teenagers and whatnot q man what are your what were your thoughts on just the um the news of uh, of the incident and just how like things have been unfolding since uh you know First and foremost, it's sad. I, I, I actually, it when I heard about it, I believe it was a Saturday. That that was after we celebrated your birthday. Happy birthday to you, by the way, my brother. Uh, we thank you, my we brother. Came back in the morning, and I I was reading the news, and it said eight people died at Travis Scott's festival, and I had to like do a double take, like eight 
eight people. You're talking about eight people dying anywhere is a lot. That's a lot of times when there's mass shootings in this world, five, six people may die or, you know, any, any crazy situation that happens, you rarely see that eight people died. And I believe it said hundreds, a hundred people were injured. You know, you know, what's interesting. There's been a lot of, there's been a lot of sad news happening as of late, uh, particularly in worlds that, you know, I tend to really care about like sports world and things of that nature. Like for instance, one of the news that really struck me hard was um, Henry Ruggs where Henry Ruggs was, uh, you know, obviously, mm. you know, the story driving 150 miles an hour drunk. We're talking two times the, the legal limit in Vegas and he crashed into somebody's car. And to me, I'm like, you know, so many people drive tipsy. So many people drive drunk. So many people drive, you know, um, while while just not in the right mindset. And a lot of times we're lucky enough, the people that do that, to be able to get home because we, you know, that day we were good. Like we were good enough to go home. But every single time you do something like that, you risk the 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 the, the situation of actually crashing into somebody, actually killing somebody. And so it's such a slippery slope. One any other day Henry Ruggs could have driven home and nothing would happen. Drunk as hell, driven home, he got home safely. Any other day today he didn't do it, crashed into somebody, now his life is ruined. His life is ruined. And so the reason I I relate that to this Travis Scott story is that Travis Scott has always been a rager. Travis Scott's always been a dude that's like you know, going crazy, you know, you see him at his shows, he's giving you a uh, uh, 200% effort when it comes to energy and his music gets people hyped. That's what Travis Scott stands for. And 99% of the time, it's fine. You go crazy, people can go home, everybody is safe. This one time that he decided to go crazy for his festival, I'm sure he's excited, it ends in tragedy. So, you know, obviously I feel bad for all the parties that that lost somebody, all the people that lost their lives for something that's just so unnecessary. But, you know, to pivot to Travis Scott, who I do feel bad for Travis Scott. He didn't come into this festival thinking that this was going to happen. You know, he's done this for years. I'm sure he hasn't had anything like this happen before. But I've noticed that people started to cancel Travis Scott on uh you know, shows, they they took his name out of advertising spaces. Uh, Kim K and the, the Kardashian clan took all the snippets of him that they were on, on their show, took it off. It seems like Travis Scott's being canceled for this situation. And I, and I just think the way the world works is such a sad world, something that you've been doing for years, getting away with. And one time it ends in tragedy. And now, you know, what's next for Travis? I, I really don't know what's next for Travis Scott. This is one of those situations I literally don't know what's next. Like, I he his whole persona is built on raging. So it's such an unfortunate situation for all parties involved. My advice is the last thing I'll say. My advice is 
I do think everybody should just let's just mourn the situation. I don't think it's time to cancel anybody. Just uh, understand that, you know, this was a tragic situation that definitely could have been prevented, but nothing purposeful done or nothing malice in my intent, in my opinion, from Travis Scott's standpoint. Look, I want to I want to say this, man. You know, first and foremost, rest in peace to like the people who lost their lives, because like, man, that's the last thing you think of when you're going to have a good time. Like, come on, man. Like, you know, think about all the venues and, and entertainment spaces we go to, whether it's going to a basketball game, football game, you know, concert here and there, whatever you go, whatever it is, you go there to be entertained, to have fun. You know what I'm saying? The last thing you're thinking about is I'm going to lose my life here. This is I'm not going to make it home from this event. You know what I'm saying? So that right there is just tragic in and of itself. Um, I'm with you, though. I'm with you. I don't think that the blame and the way that Travis Scott is being, I think, held to right now is justified. And I do want to say this is like an open case. So like this is I mean, there's like hella lawsuits coming from this, right? We talking about I think the number is like eight lawsuits at the moment, but that that number is going to grow because at an event that was marked a mass casualty, right? And then they also said like 300 people were injured. Like there's going to be a lot of aftermath coming from this. And my my biggest thing is like I'm very curious to see how this changes the festival experience moving forward. You know what I'm saying? Because this is not the first festival where it's been considered a mass casualty. It's not the first. This is not the first festival where people died. If you remember back in um, a couple years ago, there was the the shooter in Vegas who was shooting from like the uh, some tall building. It was like some country festival out in Vegas. Uh, but anyway. Um, this might be the first one that happened for a hip hop festival, right? This is how this shows you how big hip hop has grown to, right? You got a one of the biggest artists in, in Travis Scott having his own flagship festival in his hometown, and he's drawing 50,000 people to one place, bro. That is that's unbelievable. But I think that Travis Scott, he's not completely absolved here, right? I think everybody shares some blame. I do. I really believe that. I think that people are not talking about the promoters. People are not talking about the organizers, the live nations of the world, the, the people who put together the, the actual event. Did they do enough to secure this venue? I'm hearing a lot of things saying maybe not. I don't know what's true and what's not. Also, I, I would be remiss if I did not throw this in here. I'm not saying it, it matters all. It matters completely. But Travis Scott actually does have a history of inciting riots. Like, and, and I'm not saying that to be like, this is why he's to blame for this. I'm not, I, I just want to provide context. Again, we got to look at this from all angles. I, like Travis Scott has like on three to four different occasions, he's been, he's gotten cited, he's gotten tickets, he's been arrested for inciting riots, telling his fans to push through the gates, doing all this other stuff. While I don't think that's right, I think that that does in a way kind of fuel, um, the 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 atmosphere for something like this to happen at the Astro World yeah. Festival. Like I, like I said, it's it's that's why I kind of equated it to drunk driving. It's like people do it all the time. People have yeah. driven tipsy, but it, you do run the risk of that one time crashing yeah. into somebody. That one time crashing your own car into yourself. Like, you know, and 
riots, it's all cool. Like we we hear about riots all the time. We hear about mayhem at concerts and clubs and everything all the time. It's all fun and games. Yep. But you run the risk of that one time something tragic happening. And so agreed. It's unfortunate. Agreed. It's it's unfortunate. It's just one of those things that just happens. It I agree. And and the last thing I'll say on this is that um I say all that to say um Travis Scott, you know, man, who knows where he goes from there? Who knows? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know where he goes from here. I think that, like, you know, people, a lot of people are saying, man, look, man, Travis Scott should have stopped the show. He should have stopped the show, man. Like, why didn't he stop the show? It's like, dude, like, what do you want somebody performing in front of 50,000 people to do? Which, by the way, if you looked at some of the footage... He did try to stop the show on like three to four different occasions. He he saw some people passing out. He was like, "Yo, y'all go check on such and such. They just fainted." Da, 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 da. What do you want him to do? You want him to stop the show completely? Do you know what kind of riot that will cause in and of itself? You know what I mean? Like you, can, it's like you damned if you do, you damned this, if you if you don't. And, like in this and, case, and, I think that we're looking at this very vet with a narrow lens and acting like Travis Scott should have done something magical to prevent this, and I don't think that's right. And this, and that's why, and that's why I'm going to say this. This is going to be very controversial, but I have to say it. People behave like, why are we doing this? Like, why, why, what benefit do we get from acting like animals? Like, somebody shouldn't have to tell you to act, behave, (laughs) like, especially at a 50,000 show. Like, we got to do better in terms of, you know, it's it's cool to have fun, but like be responsible. Like I, I I know I'm I'm older now. I'm thirty something. I'm older now, so I actually when we go places, I look at the fire code. You know, I may look at you know, know oh what you what's the what's the, the occup what's the occupancy uh, <laughs> limit at this club? Oh, if we were to if a riot was to happen, where's the exit? Oh, is no, the I, exit oh, no, close oh, no, by? No. I look at that too. I ain't gonna lie. Exactly. I but, really do. So, that's why so I don't park. That's why I don't park right in front of places. Like when I go places, so, I don't park right out front. Exactly. Just in case it's, some bullshit happens, like you can't exactly. really get out. You know. So it's one of those things that I think that you know we just got to be more cognizant. Just because Travis Scott is, you know, Travis Scott is somebody that you're having fun with, don't mean that like you 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 gotta act like an animal, like animals. Nah. Man. But man, be more responsible, guys. That's it. Bottom yeah. line, like we gotta stop blaming people, man. Like y'all shouldn't have been going crazy. Tra- tra- you can't pay me to trample somebody. I don't exactly. care what setting I'm in. I'm not trampling somebody. But that comes from my morals. It it's comes made, from my integrity. That comes I, from how I was raised. You know what I I'm saying? It. Like you're 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 in a. There's some people out there who literally don't have compassion for the next man, and they will do something like that. Yeah. But I get it. I get it. No, I mean, it's, in, it's, in, it's, in, in an emergency situation, pe- adrenaline's rushing. People are probably not even thinking about that type of stuff. They're just trying to get out. It's straight it's mayhem. It's straight mayhem. It's I get I get the mayhem part, but I, what caused the mayhem? You know, it had to have been something that, you know, should not have happened. But uh, rest in peace once again to those people. Um, Absolutely. Rest in we'll peace. See, we'll see where things go from there. Next topic is hip-hop divided culturally. So... You know, while scouring through Twitter, I saw a tweet by Pressa. I'm not sure if you guys know Pressa. He's a up and coming Toronto rapper um, that's dating Coy Leroy. 
who he, that's pretty much his claim to fame. He's dating Corey LeRae. Um, I don't want to insult the guy, but I, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I'm just going to say this. Um, <laughs> he had a tweet that was pretty bizarre. He said, randomly, Americans don't have, black Americans don't have culture. The only culture that black Americans have is hip hop. And he started laughing. Then he uh, deleted the tweet that he said and then and then responded by saying, I have Nigerian friends. That's kind of why I said that. And, you know, looking at the Twitter responses, it's a back and forth. It's the ever so uh, deadly back and forth between black Americans and Nigerians, you know. Oh, Nigerians saying, why would we want to be American? And uh, black Americans saying, you guys need to put respect on our culture, yada, yada, yada. People forgetting that we are all black. <laughs> but it had me thinking. Why is there such division between black artists in the UK, black artists in Canada, black artists in Nigeria, black artists in America? Where where is this coming from? And is there any solution that we can come up with? I just wanted to talk about that, you know, a little bit. What 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 do you think? Your just general thoughts on this whole situation. This whole topic. You're on mute by the way. My bad. Yeah, thanks. So, you know what? Before I even get to Pressa, per se, or hip-hop, for that matter, I do think it's important to take a step back and, and really, like, assess the roots of, like, where this type of mentality is even coming from. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's necessary because we got to be honest. Like, you and I are both Nigerian, right? We grew up here. We were born here, grew up here. Parents, you know, immigrated here from uh, from Nigeria, so we kind of understand that perspective. Like, and I know for a fact I do, especially with my name being Uche. Like, I've gotten, I've gotten the whole experience, right, of being not feeling fully black, not feeling fully African. You know, uh, my name being Uche, still having to rep, but not feeling whole in that regard. You know what I'm saying? Like, you talk to Nigerians and they be like, "You're not Nigerian enough." And then you talk to black people and it's like, well, you're not black enough, right? Because your name is this. I think that that right there causes division. It does. Off the rip. So I say that to say, even for me growing up, I feel like um, there's been this battle between black Americans and Africans in a way, right? Where, for example, black Americans may feel like Africans are are kind of infringing upon their 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 space. They I don't know. I dare I say maybe there's some jealousy or envy ish. I, I'm not really sure how to classify it on both sides, if you will. So I think there's some combativeness in that regard. So if and, and when I, by the way, I read I read Press's statement on, on Twitter that he deleted. I read it, and 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 he essentially got into a lot. Like I thought it was thought it was like one to one sentence it was like more than that it's a lot like he got yeah, yeah go ahead and read it because I, I i just i just paraphrased it but go ahead and read it yeah he said uh he said americans got no he said americans got no culture their biggest culture is hip-hop mother effers don't even know what island they from they just black like the color 
and right, and then he's you know laughing emojis and whatnot. Then he said, "Niggas be like black niggas." You what did he say? I don't know. This guy's not even speaking real sentences, but whatever. He said they built. Uh, he said they not built like Nigerians, right? Essentially, that's what he's getting at. I think that's what you were just talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's address that though, right? He's saying like they don't even know what island they come from. Well, well, guess what, Presser? I got, I got, a, I got a statement for Presser. All right. Presser, I know he's Caribbean. The black people from the Caribbean are from Africa. So what difference does it make pre- pointing out what island you from? Like, what are you talking about? Like, your your ancestors were shipped there. So why are we starting at the islands and we not starting at Africa? I'm not trying to go, like, super deep on this, but I'm just trying to get, get to the point where in this whole conversation, we all got to understand that we are all African we're African. We're black. I get it. Some people know their history. Some people don't. Some people kind of know the history. Some people really know their history. I think that if we're going to get to a point where we are not divisive like this and we're not against each other and we're not like at each other's neck talking about what y'all are not and what we are, we got to stop dividing ourselves. And start understanding that we are—we actually all come from the same area. So I actually don't like when people even get into this type of this type of combo because it's 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 counterproductive. It's counterproductive. I just want to—I want to start there, and so maybe that's when you can jump in, and maybe we can we can go at like the hip hop angle. Yeah. Because I just think this is a much bigger conversation. Let me respond than just to what that. Presser said. Let me respond. To, uh, you know, we're ill-advised wise guys. We talk about music. But this is one of the proudest takes that I've, I've, you have said, in my opinion. This is one of my favorite takes because it's so real and it needs to be addressed. This is bigger than music. It's, it's an unnecessary division. We're all African. We're all African. And guess what? That's how other people look at us. Other people look at us. They're, they're, they, they don't care. They, they don't care. They just see you as black. And yeah, we, this is a time where we need to be as unified as possible, all of us together, to fight this war on racism, to fight this war on oppression, to fight this war on all the other synonyms for those two words. You know, I think you make a great point. Um, Essentially, you know, Pressa, at the end of the day, is ignorance. At the end of the day, is ignorance. And yes, I'm Nigerian-American. And I, I can definitely uh, associate the same things that you said to my life. I grew up not feeling too Nigerian, not feeling Nigerian enough. Also grew up not feeling American enough. So you're just kind of in this in-between. And so it gets awkward sometimes when you're talking to both sides. Because it's almost like you're trying to find your way and fit in. It's not a bad thing. That's a beautiful thing because you get to learn about both cultures so that you can understand both. Um, you know, so many people, I want to say this, so many people always talk about Black Americans' culture and saying that their culture is cheap. We always say that, right? They always associate their culture to hip-hop, always associate it to uh, 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 what you see on TV. That's what I think a lot of Black Americans the the, the 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 bad stuff is they always see it on TV. What they see on TV is what they assume Black Americans are. Black American culture is resonating around all the world. 
Black American culture is probably <clears throat> the biggest culture in the world. It it That's, is. It, it one thousand percent is the biggest culture in the world. I don't care where you are, there is some semblance of black culture in everywhere. So this whole notion that all we have is hip hop, all we it, you know what's funny. In that comment that Pressa said on Twitter, he uses the mm -hmm. N-word. Is that black culture? Bro. It's not the it's not the most proud black culture word, but that's black culture. You're doing hip hop. You're insulting black culture for something that is made you millions or however thousands of dollars. You yo, just insult it. Yo, let me tell let me add on to this. Not only did he insult this. And see, I'm glad we going at people. We, we have to start attacking this type of mentality, right? We have to challenge it because for far too long, we just be we just be going along with the flow and acting like it's cool. It's not cool. It's counterproductive. Think about this aspect. He's saying all of this, right? He's he's using N word. He's saying all this on Twitter. Meanwhile, he's dating Koi Larray. Is she not Black American? So so. You're dating a black American person and you're insulting them at the same time. What sense does in that public. make? What in sense does that make? Are you are public. you cool with it or are you not cool with it? Which He's one? He's doing it in public. And and you know, like I said, I I I I I, I kind of like Press's music. You know, I I I don't really know him much, but I kind of like his music. I think he has a bright future. I, I don't know how bright it is now, but you know, another point I want to make is you know, growing up as a black American, right, or as a Nigerian American. You know, everybody is like, I know where you came from, right? Like, yeah, I know I came from Nigeria, but majority of my relatives are in Nigeria. I never got a chance to know my grandfather, my grandmother as much. I never got a chance to know my cousins. I never got a chance to know my uncles, my aunts, really my immediate family. And I have one uncle in California. That's it. You know, so for black people, they always say, you don't know where you came from. Black people can actually trace their grandfathers, their great-grandfathers. They've had relationships, Black Americans, they've had relationships with their aunts, uncles. They have stories. It's, it's a beautiful thing. I've dated people, Black Americans, that have said, yo, you know, my great-great-grandfather was in the Army growing up. They own land in Alabama. That's culture. That's history. That's knowing where you came from. You know what I mean? That's knowing where you came from. Just because you don't know 300, 400 years exactly where you came from doesn't mean you don't know where you came from. Your grand, great-grandparents, you know where they came from. That's knowing where you came from. I hear, I yes, I'm Nigerian. I know I came from Nigeria, but I don't know what my grandfather and grandmother and great-grandfathers went through, I wasn't there. I, I, I didn't get a chance to even have conversations with them. So, you yeah, know, it's... That's what... And that's what... That's what... Sorry to cut you off. That's what well, people don't talk about. People don't talk about that part, right? Pressa and them, I'm sure he leaves that part out. He's like, oh, y'all can't trace back to the islands. Well, guess what, Pressa? Can... You may know your parents. You may or may not know your grandparents. 
Okay, but can you go can you go a step further than that? Do you know where your great grandparents come from? Do you are you tapped in on that level, or do you just know that you grew up in the Caribbean and your family is from the islands and whatnot? Fam, that's not that's not the type of culture that I think we should be proud of. I like, mean, we no, shouldn't, we should be we proud shouldn't of just it. be no, I'm saying like we shouldn't be bragging about that, like as if it's oh, it's so much better than black Americans because they're like it's not. Bro, exactly. it's not what I'm it's saying. It's not is, that crazy the way he's explaining it. They're both there's pros to both. There's yeah. pros to both. Like black Americans get a chance to know a good chunk of your family and who they were, where they came from. Like, there's pros to that. There's also pros to know, okay, I am Nigerian. I'm of Nigerian descent. There's pros to that. You know? So it's like. Why are we doubting each other? Like it, it, it to me, it just it, it never makes sense to me. But you know, from a hip hop standpoint, you know, I just think that everybody, because we're all different, we all sound different. UK rappers sound different from Canadian rappers. Canadian rappers sound different from American rappers. We all sound different. So you think that your sound sounds better, or you think that your sound is the wave. But, you know, at the end of the day, I just think that hip-hop is hip-hop. doesn't matter what who's rapping it. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. Hip-hop is hip-hop. And yes, if anything, hip-hop started in America. Apparently, you said by Caribbeans. Yeah, like, remember I... Remember Caribbean I was Americans, you, right? Remember I was telling you before the show started, like, Busta, Busta Rhymes a year ago, mm -hmm. he came under fire because he was saying that... Uh, uh, basically, people need to put more respect on Caribbean people's name because the guy who is credited by many for starting hip hop named Cool Herc is from the Caribbean, like directly from the Caribbean. Like, I believe he was born there and then immigrated here, mm -hmm. right? When he was young, or sorry, mm -hmm. like a teenager. So it's like even that dynamic, and people were going crazy at what's his name, at Buster Rounds. So I'm like, man, what are you talking about, man? It started in the Bronx, man. That's not. Why can't it be both? Why can't the dude who started it supposedly, Cool Herc, be from the islands? Why is there a divide? Why can't we just? Why can't two things be true? We can accept that, but also be like it started in the Bronx because that's where it was. It was started in the Bronx. The yeah. heck, yeah. like, what are we doing? Like is, I just think we 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 waste a lot of time as a culture, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I, this is this is the, this is where I get fed up, and I get a little annoyed because I'm just like, yo, we do a lot of wasting time in the black community. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of wasting time with these type of conversations. I get it. We got to work through these things and get on the same page. And I think is that's dope as long as everybody's coming at it with an open mind, right? But this type of this type of uh, statements from Pressa, I'm not rocking with it. Presser got to do mean, better than that. Straight think, up. I, I, he got to do better than that. We just, we need to learn to just, this is the last thing I'll say. We we need to learn to just appreciate what everybody brings to the table. UK rappers bring something to the table. UK rapper, rappers have made hip hop more dynamic. Uh, uh, Canadian rappers have made hip hop more dynamic. American rappers have made hip hop more dynamic. Every single semblance of of culture that can be plugged into hip hop, which I, which I think is the greatest genre in music. Every semblance of culture that can be plugged in is a beautiful thing. Afropop, what Afropop has helped with the hip hop community, what has helped. Like, let's keep building this. This is what we can call ours.
you know, as, as black people, not just as black Americans, not just as Africans. This is something that is moving the needle that we can call ours. Let's keep building it. Let's not go on some war, diminish it, make it seem like this is something small. I don't, I don't know. I'm with you. I'm with you, man. Let's let I could probably keep going on this, but I think we should move on, man. We want to know what you guys think. You know, are were you as turned off by those comments as we are? And let's let's have a little combo, man. Productive, productive only. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I'm not interested in like arguing for just to argue. Like, if you got a thought about this, yo, let us know for sure. Like, I really want to know how we can advance the combo, you know. Uh, all right, next topic. So uh, are posthumous albums distasteful? Mm. You know, I, I, uh, you know, we've behind the scenes. I feel like we've we had semblance of the of this type of convo, if you will, where with with the release of, you know, like I'll use Pop Smoke as an example, right? Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. He um, tragically was murdered, and uh, you know what? I think was it two albums came out? At least one album came out after he passed. Um, you know what I'm saying? We can look at XXX Tentacion, who uh, we'll get into an album that came out while he was alive uh, on the next topic. But, you know, several projects from him have released after he passed. Uh, I, and honestly, uh, sorry, DMX, right? DMX passed. And the long awaited album that he had been working on while he was alive, that makes sense to come out after he passed. I get it, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know what I'm saying, but where I really want to go at what I what I really wanted to go at this uh, from the angle was uh, Juice World, man. Right, rest in peace, Juice World. Right, another guy passed. Pretty sure he has millions of songs in the tuck. He just released a well, his estate. I, I'll call it his label. Just released a song called "Already Dead" this past Friday, and I turned it on and I was listening to it like, bro, I think this posthumous stuff got to stop. Like it's it's becoming distasteful in my in my opinion, you know. And it's like the reason why I say that is because the music that Juice World made while he was here was already cringy. It was already toting the line of like, uh, man, like should somebody really be talking about death like this? Should somebody really be getting into these type of thoughts as often as he does? And just to hear that content double tripled down on while he's already passed and he's been gone for a few what two years at this point almost it just don't feel right to me it, it just it just doesn't feel right and i'm wondering where does the 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 capitalization in music align with what feels right the moral the morality aspect like you know what i'm saying like the ethical part like it should come apart it should come a time where we say like all right like should we capitalize? Should the label recoup off of this? Or, like, should we really be putting this message out? Like, should just, we? Just leave it alone, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there, there is a fine line. I do understand this is a nuanced conversation. So I'm not trying to make it seem like it's a clear-cut yes or no. But I think that I, I do want to have this combo with you just to see, like, what you think about that. Like, what, what do you... What, what, how do you... What are your thoughts on that? Uh, man, there's so many angles that I can go with this. Um, first and foremost, I've this has always been something that's been bothering me. I'm gonna be real with you, and I'm talking when I say always, I mean since I was a kid. I'm talking about since 10, 9. Because remember, when we were younger, Tupac and Biggie both died. Those were the two rappers that for the first time, like I was like, Whoa, these these guys died. And 
Biggie was naming his album Life After Death. You know, talking about suicide, ready to die, ready to die. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, Tupac also was putting out just kind of cringy music. So then after he died, the music that he was putting out was like, maybe I'm still alive. Maybe, you know, this person shot me. Uh, you know, so it's been going on for a while. I, I find it very interesting. A lot of the posthumous albums. Uh, they all uh, they're they're usually by these type of artists right like the ones that were predicting like kind of sounded obsessed with predicting their death right like little peep there's another one xx tentacion truth world um even dmx to a lesser extent troubled artists mac mac miller mac miller like it seems like these posthumous I don't want to say it seems like these are the rappers that are dying, but these these people are predicting their death in their music. And you know, it's it's from a marketing standpoint, it's intriguing to listen to. Let's be real. It's intriguing to understand the thoughts that were going on in that person's head before they died. But then at the same time, it's like it just makes it just makes for a a a a feeling that i'm not sure it's worth it you know what i mean like okay like it was cool getting one more juice world posthumous album you know like legends never die but like two or three <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was cool getting one more pop smoke because it was like, obviously, these people left the earth and they didn't get to, like, close out their complete feelings. I felt like Pop Smoke's first album after he died kind of closed out his feelings. Juice World's Legends Never Die. Two or three? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about that because I'm not even sure, right? They had two or three albums in the pipeline. Now you're starting to put together scraps, but I'm uh, there's a good chance Pop Smoke was working on that album before he died. Good chance Juice World was working on that album. So, you know, when the feelings start to become other people's feelings, I think that's when these albums become problems. I'm scared that that's what's going to happen with this next Juice World album, and any other XX Tentacion album that comes out next is going to be other people's feelings. I don't want to do. I don't. I don't really want to deal with that. Yeah, that's a whole nother angle. I, I agree with that. Like, you know, I mean, because that's what has that's what has to happen, right? The producers, the engineers, the executive producers, the label, they all got to figure out, like, how do we market this? How do we put the music together? Mm -hmm. Which makes sense. If you got to put together, if you have to put out music, you got to figure that stuff out. But, you know, For like me, DMX, sorry, yeah. I was going to say, DMX actually was working on that album. That he was working out. on the album. Which, and which, he, it was like 90% done, according to him. Which is why I don't. I don't have these feelings towards that DMX album like that. I really don't. That one is fine. Based on exactly what you just explained. It's when it's kind of overdone. And I and I would even throw an Tentacion into this, right? Like, mm -hmm. bro, there was like four albums that came out after he passed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, all, they went to the extent of even putting out a voice note album or something like that. Not an album. It was like, they were like voice notes of his that were like, kind of implemented throughout the course of the project. And it was like, yo, do y'all really have to? I get it. I understand it. It's cringy. And I'm not even trying to sit here and act like 
we aren't compelled by that type of stuff. Because I am, trust me. Mm-hmm. I clicked. I, I was the, I was probably the first to hit play on the Juice World song called "Already Dead." So I'm not sitting here acting like that. The the strategy doesn't make sense. It's more of what kind of energy and intent are we putting out into the world? That's what I'm trying to figure out. And it's like, what is off balance? What's off limits at this point? Is there anything out out of bounds? Like I said, because I just. It, you know what I'm I saying? I just want like, it to be genuine. Like yeah. I don't, I don't want to like, like you said, the, the existential. I think it was question mark was the first release after, if I'm not mistaken. That's the one that he was working. He was working on, and then they put that out shortly after he passed. Like that yeah. one was going to come okay. out short. That was going to come out anyway. I, I can't remember which one, but there, there's a bunch. Was there's like one. there was skins. He there was yeah, a yeah. one called skins. There was yeah. like there was a bunch yeah. of random jokes. Yeah. I, at one point, I stopped listening because I'm and like, like is, I can't do it. You know, it's you can tell, like you can tell that's them, you know. But even, even I think the intent of like the first single off Juice World's album, uh, whatever this thing that they're about to drop, it's like already dead. Like, I, 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 it's, I, I can almost see like the intent of trying to like promote this whole. Oh, he was troubled, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I, look, I, I want to know what you guys think. Like, are we making too much of a, a too too big a deal of this? Like, it are posthumous albums distasteful like, in what, and of itself? You know what I'm saying? Like, like when when are we gonna get like a posthumous album from a dude that was just always a partier? Like, and all the songs that came out after they died was just like party songs. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, I don't know if it'll but, happen, man. But I don't know. know like, but you, you know you what? Though? You that. you brought up a good point though, and this is the last thing I'll say. You brought up a good point, which is, man. You look at the, there's a theme here. The people who be putting out posthumous projects, yo, they were troubled in a way. Isn't it crazy? Like, like they were the ones consistently talking about their death. And it, and it begs the question that the, the million dollar question, it's not even really a question, it's more of a statement. There is power in the tongue, in my opinion. <sighs> Why do like, you think I... You, Hmm. You, there's power in the tongue, man. Like, if you want something to happen, go ahead and say. If you don't want something to happen, don't say it. Like, because your mind is subconsciously, in my opinion, your mind is subconsciously going to start believing this stuff, and you and you're just gonna your energy is probably going to lean more towards that. I just don't think it's a coincidence. I don't. Hmm. I'm sorry. That's why I'd be scared because Drake been starting to go that route in his raps. Talking What's about, he talking like, about? When when I die, like I, I've heard him say it. He said it times. a few times. He said you it know, a few like, times. I'm like Drake. Come on, man! Don't go that route. We need like no, we need like gold, 15 more albums from you. Gold roses. He said a bunch of them. He's like, yo, when I died, like Toronto Center, like a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, like, like he's he said he's been saying it. He's been saying in his raps a lot. Bro, I've never heard Jay Z say that in my life. He doesn't say that. I've he never doesn't. heard Jay Z. He mentioned death in any regard, like yo, when I died, or man, I wish I wasn't here. Never heard it in my life. Yeah, yeah. Me personally, or Nas too. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. But whatever. Uh, let's move on, though, man. Speaking of the devil, I mean, I, I would let you uh, introduce <laughs> this topic, actually, um, since it's it's your suggestion for the lost ones. Well, look, okay, let's lighten it up a bit, even though, like, we just had a couple uh, morbid combos, if you will. Um, speaking of XXXTentacion, you know, I wanted to highlight his album 17 that dropped in 2017. You know, it's, it's funny. Like I said this on the last episode, 2017 was a great year in music. And, you know, we talked about Joey Badass last album, All-American Badass. This, this, this 
episode, we're going to talk about 17. The reason I wanted to highlight 17 was because, man, I, uh, you know, like I normally do, I, I go on my, uh, my my shuffle game. You know, I, I throw on my, 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 my like songs and I just throw on shuffle sometimes. And, and guess what song popped up? You know, it was Jocelyn Flores. I know you sound something. You feel me? I was chatting. Okay, I'm not even gonna do. I'm not gonna do that song justice. But what I will say is, if you're familiar with Jocelyn Flores or you're familiar with uh, any song on that project, um, I think one thing that I realized when this album dropped in 2017, even up until now, we're almost five years later. Is the depth and the and 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 the the versatility and in, in what XXX Tentacion brought to the table musically? We talking about somebody who 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 could rap. We talking about somebody who could who could sing over uh, acoustic guitars. We talking about somebody who could do freaking poetry. Like the album starts out uh, called. It, there's a there's a there's an intro just him explaining what the album is about, and it's and it's just him talking. Right. He's him saying, yo, like this album was made for people with mental health and battling mental health. And if you and if you um, he's like, I wish I wish this album brings you peace or a cure. It, it just trying to make you feel better. And I think that when I heard this album and I threw it on, it, it made me remember how complex XXX Tentacion was as an artist. Right. He was this guy who you know, was a, a rager. He was, he was reckless. He was always accused of domestic violence with his girl. But, and, and you hear him talking about suicide. You hear him talking about all the destructive things that you could possibly hear someone talk about in their music. But in the same breath, in the same conversation, I would be messed up to not highlight how he was, it did seem like he was on a quest to empower his fan base empower the people who supported him and be like, yo, like I'm, I'm with y'all. You know, I believe in y'all. Y'all can fight through any type of depression. He was an uplifter, honestly. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sitting here like caping for this dude at all. I'm just letting you know the complexity of this guy's music and who he seemed to be as a person. I think that was on full display on this project 17. Like I thought this album was phenomenal. Like I really think that from top to bottom, it started out telling a story and it ended completing the story that I think it was set out to uh to 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 um to basically tell. So I mean, Q, what do you think of this album, man? Do you feel like do, do you feel the same way how I felt? Um a hundred percent. I mean, I, I while you were talking, I was I was trying to scour through my site, uh reading looking at my review that I did for it. Yeah, at the time I, I you know this funny thing. His first single was Look At Me Now. Remember that? Look at me. Look at me. It was like erratic rapper, SoundCloud rapper. It was crazy. It was wild. It was crazy. It was erratic. It, it, there was no reason to believe that he had talent <laughs> listening to that song. Actually, you hold know? on, hold on. But the second single, though, the second single brought you in. Remember? Uh, uh, Fuck Love with Trippy Red. Come on now. Oh, I didn't even know that was a single. I mean, first time I heard that song was actually when I listened to 17. So... And by the way, shout out, to, and shout out to Dex Rashad. Shout out to uh, Beast by Dex. Oh yeah, the show. Our boy Dex. Yeah, who was on the show uh, a while ago? Um, yeah, he he told us that he had production credits on this song, so that was big. You know, that's big. Yeah, 
Uh, still, I, I think still to this day that's one of XXX Tentacion's like best songs, most streamed songs, and all of that. But yeah, go ahead. Oh, it's, it might be my favorite song by him. Um, but you know, at the time, like I said, I looked at him as just one of those pip squeaks, you know. And I listened to it, and I was, I think, as a reviewer, because I was brand new to the whole situation, wet baton to his breath smelling like Similac, like Stephen A. used to say. Um, <laughs> I I was new to writing, so this was one of the first times where I came in with a mindset, like, I'm about to listen to some crazy music, press play, listen to the album from start to finish, and said, wow, I was literally blown away. I try to give him a D. I try to give him an F. I try to give him a C for the album. And I ended up giving him an A minus. An A minus at the time. So at the time, that was looked at as crazy. Like, what? XX, you gave him an A minus? Because at the time, it was like this guy was not looked at as, as what he's looked at now. Um, and one of the main reasons I gave it an A minus was because it was one of the first albums that. It 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 served so many different purposes for me. It 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 catered to my OCD, my not OCD, my ADD, my inner ADD that's self-diagnosed. I don't I probably don't have it, but it's self-diagnosed. The songs were like one minute, two minutes, one minute, one minute, two minutes. Here's my quick thoughts. It was so erratic, so many different sounds. By the time you try to figure out the vibe of the, the album, it's done. So it served Fact. that. <laughs> it showed how versatile he was. It it was it, it 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 was it was riveting. It was depressing. It was exciting. It was bro, youthful. Bro, bro was, every every emotion, every, every emotion, emotion, it was in, literally in known to man was on this on this short, very very. Bro, the joint the album it, was twenty two minutes. Twenty two mi- eleven songs, twenty two minutes. It messed with my mind. It messed with my mind in ways that a body of work has never messed with my mind. And so when stuff like that happens, I, I am blown away. Like, that is art. This is artistry. And so, you know, this is definitely one of my favorite albums of all time. I'm glad that you you highlighted it. I think I would say people know that this is um a, a, a classic album. I would call it a classic album. This is, this is a classic. This is a classic. But 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 I hope people don't realize that in retrospect. I wish people realized it when it was out because I knew it was classic when it was out. This yeah, is before everything happened. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. And remember, you you brought this point up. I think before we um started recording, um, you were talking about how like at the time, even Kendrick, who don't even say nothing, Kendrick mm-hmm. dropped damn the same year. This is the, again. This is the year of damn. I'm trying to tell you, 2017 was wild. 2017 had amazing music, but whatever. Even Kendrick was like, "Yo, this album is phenomenal." Kendrick don't yeah. say nothing about nobody. Kendrick don't say nothing about anybody. He co-signed it, and and it, it, man, very it, very it, amazing album. It, it it really was, and um, you know, unfortunately, you know, I think the thing about it is, you know, people, you know. They may or may not. They may feel however they're going to feel about XXX Tentacion as a person or what they perceived him to be. Um, but again, you know, on this show, um, you know, I, I what my my goal is to highlight music first. You know what I'm saying? Like everything else is secondary to the music. So if you drop in fire music, listen, I'm over here trying to highlight this. So ultimately, 
Oh, What's whatever. up, man? Why are you laughing? No, nah, I want to read. Sorry, I'm, I'm just looking at my because this is a review <laughs> I did. This is a review I did like in 2017. So clearly, oh, I, I, I'm yeah. reading stuff that I was like, I was like, Jocelyn for right? I said, so I'm just going to read some quotes real quick. Sorry. <laughs> Brady's Game Music is the funniest site in the world. I said, Jocelyn Flores is so good that it made me want to be depressed. Where can I buy four ounces of depression? Hey, man. <laughs> I said, I said, F about F love. I said, I don't even want to know what love did to these two guys. It probably molly them upside their heads. Uh, what else did I say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. Okay, and then the 17 is really good, guys. I think it can be enjoyed in many different ways. I once was an XX Dentazion basher, but this album makes me see him in a brand new light. Yeah, look at that, right? Look at look look at the look at how throughout the throughout the review, even you switched, right? You, you like you said, yeah. you had one thing you thought of going into it by the by the time it was done and you finished reviewing, you were blown away. I want to highlight a couple of my favorite songs in here. Like I mentioned, Jocelyn Flores, I thought was was just great. Probably my favorite song on the on the project, um, outside of F Love. Um, I even like Save Me. You know, I like Carry On. Carry On's like the real rapidy rap joint. You know where he really was getting into that bag, um, but yeah, man, great project. I don't I, yeah. I, listen, man. Eleven songs, twenty-two minutes. Like, is is really not a whole lot to say. I encourage you guys to check the album out for real. If you my haven't brother, heard I, it, you probably should. My brother, I I even liked, not even liked. I bro, love the interlude, like the the bro, beginning. Depression, depression, and obsession. No, listen I love to it. me. The interlude, the, the literally the, the, the interlude. Hey, let me talk. The intro to the to him, him just actually saying like, yo, I, I made this album because of this, this, that was so vicious to me. That's what like, I was talking about. That, that was like to poetry me, to me. It was like poetry. Look, dude, I, I, I listened to the first time I listened to the album, I was on my way back from work and I was like, man, I got to review this guy's album. I already did three other people's album. Let me just press play. As soon as I press play and uh, the, he did the little intro. You know, do you know that meme where they're like the person's playing the video game and they're like, ah, just chilling. And then they're like, when the game gets close, they're on the edge of their seat like this. <laughs> nah, that I don't was, know that meme. But yeah, that yeah, was could... me. That was me. Once I heard that intro, I was like, oh, hold on, bro. hold 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 on, real quick. Wait, 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 wait. I'm locked in. No, he 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 definitely he definitely locked you in with the intro, man. I'm I'm telling you, yo, he the dude had he was special. He really was. Like he had he, he had it. He had the it factor for sure. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that is this this edition of the Lost One, sponsored by my toenail. You feel me? And also sponsored by you guys, man. Shout out to y'all. Go check the album out. You feel me? Dark chocolate covered thoughts. I mean, sponsored sponsored by my thoughts. How about that? <laughs> That's disgusting. That's very un-American. Un-American, man. Listen, anyway, we reached the end of the show. Shout out to y'all. Follow us on social media. My my handle is U-C-H-A-Y-V-A on every platform. Go follow QD isn't available on Twitter. And also, what is it? QD is for Sheezy on Instagram and other, other platforms. Follow the ill-advised wise guys on Instagram. We going up, guys. I'm telling you, our content is improving we going man we going places all right we want we want to make sure y'all are there and along with the ride i still Any wear last... the same clothes though 
What that mean? I'm still broke as hell. I still hey, wipe. Listen. I still wipe my ass with Scott Scott Nell tissues, the the cheapest one. Uh, shit, you need to upgrade, my brother. That'll give you. That'll <laughs> cut you. That'll cut you, man. Places you don't want to be oh, cut at. Oh, I got, I got cuts. <laughs> my ass has all kinds. Hey, of hey, cuts. hey, 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 hey! Calm down, man. Relax. <laughs> my ass, my ass looks like a boxer after the sixth round. Yo, we don't need your damn as injury testimonies. All right, we don't need it. <laughs> On that note, uh, shout out to y'all, man. Like, you know, give us some feedback. Like I said, we're going to highlight y'all if y'all gave us a review. As always, if you are giving advice, make sure it is ill. Yes, sir.